Time for our monthly update. We're a little late due to something that came up last month on my end, but he's Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, and he's got lots he's excited about. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Fawn. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Thanks for being here. Sorry I had to bump you a little bit. We had stuff going on last month, but I'm glad to have you back. Hey, I appreciate you having me on and getting to talk to my friends in southeast Missouri. Okay, so um, I like what you're doing as Attorney General. I love it. Um, The free speech case that you have going on on social media, I think, might be at the top of my list. Yeah, this is the most important First Amendment case in this nation's history. We've uncovered a relationship of coercion and collusion where the Biden White House and a spectrum of bureaucratic agencies were silencing American voices, exclusively conservative big tech social media platforms. They don't like what we're saying, so they shadow banned us, deplatformed us, designed algorithms to boot us off so they wouldn't have to have the argument. They can't win the argument on the merits, so they use government censorship to silence our voices in violation of our First Amendment rights. We're fighting back and winning. Yeah, and and in what way, though? Because, I mean, they can, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want to do, but I got to tell you, I'm really tired of some of the stuff that pops up. I will actually block it from my feed because I get tired of it, but I will get put in Facebook jail for just repeating some of the stuff out of Israel, and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, yeah, and two points to make here. Number one, when the government demands that big tech change their algorithms to block conservatives. That's illegal. That violates the First Amendment. We've exposed it. This isn't me with a conspiracy theory. This is evidence we found in our lawsuit and that we put on in court, resulting in 82 pages of individually numbered paragraphs of factual findings that the court made before the court handed down a nationwide injunction putting a stop to Biden's censorship regime. This is a huge win for the people of the state of Missouri and freedom lovers across the country. And so we're leading the nation on this issue. We've successfully defended that injunction twice at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And I'm proud to say we're going to the United States Supreme Court, and I'm confident in our ultimate success. We'll never stop fighting to protect Missourians' constitutional rights. I appreciate that. But social media, there are like 25 different platforms now. So you've got your you've got it cut out for you. Yeah, certainly a tough road ahead, but it's, the Constitution's always going to be worth fighting for. And, and you're right. Look, I mean, big tech social media is a very unique marketplace because it's a monopoly, and that's created by the court's misinterpretation of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. It's allowed big tech social media to grow into this monopoly that is unfettered from normal market impulses that would prevent things like government censorship or, or cause them to want to protect kids. One of the other lawsuits I'm proud of is a multi-state lawsuit against Meta to put a stop to their manipulative practices that are targeted at making kids more addicted to their features. They have this thing called a a recommendation algorithm, and what it does is it looks at what the kids are looking at and then feeds them more of that to increase the amount of screen time that kids are spending on Meta in order to harvest the kids' personal data in violation of child protection laws. So we filed suit to hold Meta accountable and put a stop to it. Good, good. Okay, so let's jump to Kim Gardner, because besides being a piece of work, there's there's another piece of something I could attach to her, but she's off the rails, and I know that you have released a report on her. Yeah, that's right. Look, we filed suit back in February to have her removed from office. It was the first time the writ of Quo Waranto had been used in that way to probe the contours of prosecutorial discretion. I come from a prosecutor's office. I think safer streets equal prosperous communities. And at the end of the day, Kim Gardner wasn't prosecuting crimes. She was using prosecutorial discretion as an excuse to nullify the law. She had a 96% non-prosecution rate. Of the 4% of cases that she would prosecute, 
she would end up dismissing 39% of that 4%. The court itself had to dismiss 2,000 cases because she wouldn't send out discovery and move the cases to trial and, and even show wow. up the court. So she had to go. I'm proud of the work we did to remove her. Me too. We took all the evidence we got in that lawsuit and had put it in a report so the public can see it. We've got to make structural change to prevent this from ever happening again. I just can't even fathom a prosecutor who doesn't want to prosecute criminals. The criminals are not the, vi- the victims. That's right. And I, my heart goes out to the actual victims, yeah. people who suffered under this, this tyranny of crime where she emboldened the criminals and allowed them to take control of the streets. And she spent more time going after police officers than she did enforcing the laws. Look, if she doesn't like the laws, there's a place she can change them. And it's the state house in Jefferson City. But instead, she sought to nullify law by abusing prosecutorial discretion. But look, that's what happens. She's a Soros-backed prosecutor. And when you see dark money flowing from these special interest groups into the state of Missouri to buy these political offices, the people of Missouri suffer. And that was certainly true in the case of Kim Gardner. I'm, well, glad, I'm proud of the work we did to get rid of her. I am too, and, I, and I'm grateful. So thank you for that. I didn't. It doesn't directly affect me, but it could catch on. And I didn't want that to happen. I know it's happening in other parts of the world and, and in our in our own country, but... People are going to have to fight the fight like Andrew did to get that to stop. I know that the police appreciate it. So thank you for well, that. We've got, hey, we've got to back the blue. At the end of the day, our yes. culture is under attack, and the, and the police officers are the ones that are putting their lives on the line every day to keep us safe and keep our, our streets safe so we can enjoy freedom, safety, and prosperity. And so we've got to have their back, and certainly she was failing at that mission. Okay. So um, the way they're going after President Trump and his trial – now. I agree with some of it, that you can't, you know, talk about the judge so that people want to attack the judge. You can't talk about the people who are in a jury because that's tampering with the jury. There are some rules that are in place. But for them to tell him he just can't talk about anything, that is unconstitutional and that is not okay. Yeah, we're in an election cycle. President Trump is running for election. This is a this is the two-tier justice system at its worst where yep. you've got a court and court officials now saying he essentially can't be a candidate for president because he can't say anything. That violates the First Amendment. I would also point out, it's the defendant's right to a fair trial. How is he prejudicing himself by talking about the process? <laughs> you know, if he wants to, if he wants to prejudice the, the process against himself, that's his prerogative, but we shouldn't be squelching his First Amendment rights. And I would also point out, the First Amendment right to free speech doesn't just cover the speakers, it covers the listeners. We are all deprived of information that we would otherwise be getting. And so this is exactly the kind of thing we've uncovered in our First Amendment suit against the Biden administration, and you see it happening here in the judiciary in violation of the First Amendment as well. Well, and they lifted it a little bit. I mean, they lifted it and said, okay, you can talk about certain things but not other things just to protect certain aspects of the judicial system. And as long as that's within the rule book, that's fine. But they're changing the rule book to fit so that they can get him so that he can't be the presidential candidate. That's what they're doing. That's all they're doing is trying to get him indicted on something that will keep him from running for office. Yeah, that's right. I mean, again, it's a two-tier justice system where it's been weaponized to achieve the left's political ambition of getting rid of President Donald Trump. And it's, it offends our sense of constitutional decency. It offends our, our, our sense of freedom and liberty, uh, the structure of our government. Uh, th- you know, at some point, this starts to look like a banana authoritarian banana republic. And so uh, we've got to continue to fight back against this. And you don't have to like President Trump. I certainly do. I but do at the end of the day, we should be elevating the rules of the game above the players and the outcomes. And the left has jettisoned that approach. Honest to God, every time they do this stuff, we all double down on Trump. So the, all they're, they're just doing him a favor. That's all they're doing. Well, that's exactly right. It makes every everyday folks that maybe weren't paying attention wake up and say, wait a minute, this isn't fair. 
this isn't how this is supposed to work. You're perverting the system and, and hurting the rest of us to try to achieve your own personal political ambition. Mm-hmm. I, and people always tell me, you want that horrible, womanizing, corrupt, uh, slumlord, blah, 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 as your president. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Have you met Joe Biden? Yeah, Yeah, whatever. exactly. Give me a break. Yeah, I just want... We, we all should want fairness, and that's not what we're getting from the Biden administration or this two-tiered justice system. Well, the big guy doesn't care, that's why. All right, so why are you investigating Media Matters? Hey, look, this is also an issue where we've got, a co- it's not a company, it's a charitable organization that, it, that masquerades as a media outlet, and it's not. It's a charitable organization that solicits contributions and has now used uh, fraudulent deceit to attack Twitter. They don't like, Media Matters doesn't like Twitter because Twitter is a last bastion of free speech. And they, they don't like Elon Musk because Elon Musk opened up Twitter and refused to silence conservative voices. So Media Matters has to manipulate the algorithms to make it appear as if Twitter is somehow anti-Semitic or is harboring anti-Semitic views. And they did that in order to dissuade the corporations from investing their advertising dollars in Twitter. They want to harm Twitter to destroy the last public forum for free speech so that we don't have a voice, and they're deceiving donors to do it. I'm going to protect Missourians from fraudulent schemes, uh, uh, fraudulent charitable schemes. And so we're looking into this matter. We anticipate taking action. We're going to lead the nation on this issue, as we have so many others, to continue to fight to protect Missourians of their constitutional rights. Yeah, we have a right to say what we want to say. Other people might not like it, but that doesn't make us wrong, and it doesn't make it illegal. And and the funny thing is, Elon Musk's answer was, was obscene, but pretty much correct. So um, I, we know it's not Twitter. We know it's X. Don't don't get on your high horse here, but everybody thinks of it as Twitter, so just shut up so there's whatever but elon musk is running it the way he sees fit it's his company now but the fact that he's running it as he sees fit what what he sees andrew and you and i both see him doing is say what you want to say until you cross the line of of you know not only being anti-semitic but actually lying you can't you can't put lies well, the point here is that there's protected speech and there's unprotected speech, and uh, Elon Musk has allowed Twitter or X to be used to, to, as, a, as a forum for the exchange of, of protected speech. It's protected by our Constitution. Those rights mm-hmm. come from God, not man, and he respects and honors that, but the left hates that because the left can't win the argument on the merits. So the left has to squelch and silence our voices, and it's not, again, it's not just the speakers, it's the listeners. And they did that by manipulating media matters, this quote-unquote charitable organization, which is just a, really a left-wing hate group, mm-hmm. did that by manipulating to, to make it appear as if Elon Musk was somehow harboring anti-Semitic uh, <laughs> diatribe on X. So dumb. Again, the idea here is to get the advertisers to pull their dollars so that this public forum for free speech closes. They don't want us to have a forum for free speech. This is the last great hope for free speech on big tech social media, and shame on Media Matters for abusing, uh, you know, committing fraudulent acts to achieve that, amb- that, that ambition. But th- that's, that's how it happens. I mean, they continue to do that. If it, if it weren't this way, then the message of Osama bin Laden wouldn't have swayed the minds of our impressionable idiots that we have in this country to hate America even further from the people who hate America and want to destroy us as a people. We've actually got people on the left who are sympathetic to terrorists at this point. It's, it's oh, crazy that's absolutely to me. right. No, it is. And we, you know, I, I, signed up to, to a volunteer to, for a combat arms branch of the Army after 9-11. 
And I, I remember Thank the day you. our nation was savagely attacked by those bloodthirsty terrorists. And I'm concerned that that's going to happen again and how Me quickly too. we've forgotten and how little the president's doing to secure our southern border and, and protect our national sovereignty. And so we're fighting back against that as well. We've got two lawsuits against the Biden administration now trying to force his hand at the southern border. He's got to do his job and protect Americans and put Americans first. Yeah, impeach Mayorkas, put someone in there who will follow it or defund the governments who won't follow suit. Andrew Bailey, Missouri's Attorney General, if they want to see what you're working on, you got a little page, don't you? Absolutely. Check us out at ago.mo.gov. That's ago.mo.gov. Check us out on uh, X, Facebook. Follow the, the lawsuits we've got against the Biden administration. All the work we're doing at home to protect Missouri consumers, lock bad guys up, keep them locked up, support police, and, and find justice for victims in the criminal justice system. Keep fighting, Andrew. I love what you're doing. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Vaughn. All the best to you and your listeners. See you later. Bye-bye.